Well, welcome back to the Empowered Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Misra, Certified Financial Planner. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back in the beginning of, of last month, October, I decided to post a poll on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. It's kind of where I, I got my content game started. And they have a poll feature that you can ask questions, you can give um, you know different answers for people to respond to, and you can obviously have them comment in the comment section with their answer as well. And so I decided to post a poll last month, and I asked a question that I knew had no right answer. And I asked it because I was curious to see how people would respond and why they responded a certain way. I'm going to read the post, and then I'm going to go over the specific poll question and then the responses that I got. And I just want you know this to be an opportunity for people to understand that there's a lot of different ways to approach financial questions. And at the end of the day, you have to figure out the best course of action for you, your goals, and your situation. So, so here's the post that I wrote and the question that I asked on LinkedIn. And here's the post. Parents want to give their children the opportunities that they didn't have. This may include graduating without any student loan debt. In a recent survey of more than 1,000 parents that have kids under the age of 18, nearly 70% of them said that they would pull money from their own retirement savings to help pay for their kids' college. What is the cost of paying for their education over taking care of your retirement? Remember, students can find different ways to fund their education, loans, scholarships, grants, work studies. Is anyone going to offer you a loan, scholarship, or grant for your retirement? While you may want to help your kids, it should not be at the expense of your own long-term security. And so that was the post. That was the body of the post. The poll question that I asked was, would you consider withdrawing from your retirement savings to help pay for your child's education? And I left this post up or this poll up, excuse me, for two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, I had over 900 votes and uh, about 160 something comments, which is pretty good for, for a LinkedIn poll. Um, and it was just a very wide range of answers that I thought were really interesting and I thought would make for an interesting podcast episode as a way to recap it. So the 914 votes that were cast, 39% said that yes, they would consider withdrawing from their own retirement savings to help pay for their kids' education. 57% said no, they would not. 3% said other, they'll explain in the comments. And so it, it is interesting, you know, as a financial advisor, or CFP, I was surprised by the results. But then when I looked at the reasons why in the comments, when people explained themselves, it made sense. And that's why I, I wanted to preface this whole, you know, podcast by saying there's no right or wrong answer here. The right answer is the one that works for your own goals, what you want to accomplish and what you can actually do, right? what you can consistently stick with. So uh, before we get into the responses of this poll for education planning, right, how are you funding it, I want to remind my viewers and listeners about episode five of the Empowered Finance Podcast, where I discuss education planning, what you need to know and consider, 
uh, tune into that episode. It's it's still available uh, on all the podcast uh, platforms that I'm on, YouTube. Give that a listen. You can learn more about education planning, what you need to know, what you need to consider, and, and hopefully to add some value to you there. So with this episode, I'm going to start with the responses of no, I will not use retirement funds for my child's education. And one of the first comments I got, which was, was pretty common, was no, no, no. Not only are there no loans for retirement, you don't want to rely on or be a dependent on your child down the road. And I, I thought that was a very interesting and, and smart way of thinking about it. It is a common thing to pay for education and then somehow rely on your kids later on. And you don't want to end up being a burden on that family down the road. You don't want to um, have to put them in a situation where they're forced to try to take, a, take care of you, look after you. Um, and, and, you know, if we're looking at things in a kind of a macroeconomic sense, this generation, the millennial generation that I belong to, they haven't done historically as well as the previous generations. And so it may not be possible for them to take care of you. It may not be possible for them to, to help you down the road. And so you have to consider that when you're thinking about taking your retirement funds and paying for their kids, uh, paying for your kids' education. Another response was that uh, we may think we're helping our children avoid a financial burden, but if we don't uh, prioritize our retirement, we risk becoming the burden ourselves. And again, that is echoing the previous comment. You know, we don't want them to maybe go through that trouble of having to take out a student loan, having to find funding for school, and we may think it's easier to just pay for it ourselves and to not burden our kids. But in reality, we may end up becoming the burden later on in life. So just keep that in mind. Um, one, of the, one of the comments here, uh, I would, as a last resort, I would, i.e. if the FAFSA has been done, Pell Grants have been used, the child has been actively applying for scholarships, and the child is an active full-time student carrying good grades towards graduating. Um, this person wrote that I can't sit by and watch my child leave school because they can't pay for a couple semesters to get that degree. Because once you quit school or take a break, it's very difficult to get back in despite the fact that, you know, things are a little bit easier to access in the digital age. Once you leave, it does become more difficult to restart that. And I thought that that was a really interesting way of putting it. If the child has gone through all the process, they've tried to find scholarships, they've uh, done the FAFSA, the family has done that, they've applied for all these different grants. If they're, you know, almost across the finish line, it is a situation that it may make sense. And maybe you've done a great, great, great job of having enough retirement assets or just assets in general that it's not the biggest deal. But I think that that's a good way of looking at it. You know, if, if they just need that last push to get themselves across the finish line, that may be a great way uh, to look at it. And, and, and it may be a, a beneficial thing to just, you know, I'll dip into my retirement savings a little bit to help them cross that finish line and get that last bit done. But again, only if they've done all those things, they've exhausted all the other options. And this is, you know, a last resort. 
I had a really good comment here from a friend of mine uh, who, who I've been connected with a lot, uh, a long time on LinkedIn. And he wrote that he paid his way through uh, college. He applied for every grant available. He got academic scholarships. He put it on himself to unburden his folks. And that I thought was a great way of looking at it. It's it's your child's education as well. They should have an active part in that. And to that point, right, and, and uh, to this person's comment, to the previous comment, there is financial aid available. And I just want to remind people of that. So there is financial aid available, the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid is something that families should be applying to. In 2019, only 71% of families applied for a FAFSA or applied for the FAFSA and filed it. It was 83% a few years prior. So unfortunately, that trend has been going down. Um, you know, you have to understand that there is money available to you, but if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. Now, the application period has opened. It opened on October 1st to file your FAFSA. And for the 2022 to 2023 college year, um, each state has their own deadline. So New Jersey, for example, where I'm located, the deadline is April 15th of 2022. You have plenty of time the same way that, you know, you have plenty of time to do your taxes uh, next year. But April 15th is that last day for New Jersey. Pennsylvania is May 1st for all full first time applicants not currently enrolled in school. So check with your state and make sure that you apply and file for the FAFSA. There is an aid available, but you're not going to get any unless you actually put that effort into to, to apply for it. There's also scholarships. There's free online scholarship matching services, right? You answer questions, they match you with a database of scholarships, which you may be eligible for. Um, there's a website that we like referring our clients to, savingforcollege.com, has an article that links to the top 15 scholarship search sites, one of which is, is a company called FastWeb, right? They do merit-based scholarships. They do scholarships for minorities. Um, there are other companies or other uh, uh, sites, not just FastWeb, but Big Future, for example, CapEx. There are education tax benefits that are available to you, the American Opportunity Tax Credit, for example. So there are ways to fund your college education, your child's college education. And to the, the earlier point, when I started this podcast episode with, how many different ways are there for you to fund your retirement? There's not many. The, the only way to fund your retirement is you. So you taking money to pay for something that there may be funding for uh, is probably not the best long-term strategy for you. But again, it's a case-by-case -case basis depending on what you want to do and how much you want to help. Now, kind of to the, to the point about financial aid and what we've been talking about, I have one of the comments here that's saying, it's my understanding that every year a lot of financial aid and grants go unused because many people don't know how to uh, access them. And this particular person wrote about how they were able to get their school paid for because they joined the Army Reserve and then the National Guard. They got the GI Bill and then state tuition assistance. It's a great way to get your college paid for, right? Joining the military. The GI Bill can help pay for tuition and fees, help give you money for housing, books and supplies, um, money to help you move from a rural area to go to school. And, you know, 
there's a, I, te- I believe it's technically, and just correct me if I'm wrong here, a forever GI Bill. So if your service ended on or after January 1st of 2013, that GI Bill benefit will never expire. Uh, th- this is what I've I've found looking online. If I'm wrong on that, please let me know and I'll, I'll make a correction. But that's my understanding of the GI Bill and the opportunity available to those who uh, choose to serve in the military and serve the country. One of my financial advisor friends, Derek, wrote that this is a great poll. It's a nice way of looking at it. And parents don't necessarily have to pay for the school while it's going on. Maybe they have an opportunity to pay for, you know, uh, the, the payback of the loans, right? Paying back the loans on a monthly basis. They may be able to do that while they're working. Uh, it's a good way of doing it without withdrawing money from their retirement. Another way to look at that, right? Helping your child pay off the loans at a certain point in time when maybe you know your your retirement is secure. Um, because maybe when they were going to school, you were not sure of that fact. But on average, I mean, people are taking decades to pay back their their student loan debt. If you have the funds available, then you know, maybe you're able to to pay it off and just give them a lump sum to do that. Again, while your retirement is secure. Now, here's a really interesting comment. Um, This person is a financial therapist and coach, and they wrote, I would not withdraw from retirement if parents notably reduce their retirement to pay for college. They They need to finish the following sentence and say this to their child. You are my child and I will do anything for you including using my retirement funds for your schooling. And I know you will support me when I'm retired with nothing to live on, right? That kind of awareness of saying, hey, I am sacrificing some of my financial security in the future to help you get educated on the understanding or with the understanding that you will support me when I'm retired and if I don't have anything to live on, right? Being upfront and honest about the funding and how you're going to pay for it or what expectations are is very important. Um, Now, things can definitely change. The child may choose not to help you. Uh, That's an unfortunate situation. But again, I think being honest about it upfront as opposed to paying for their education and then having you know, an assumption that they will take care of you when you've not actually communicated that, I think that is a recipe for disaster. So being honest and upfront about it first is going to be a much better way of of going about it and at least having a conversation about it. And so those were the no responses. No, we would not take money from our retirement funds to help pay for our kids' education. Um, Those are the ones that I wanted to highlight. Uh, There were a lot more comments that echoed those same sentiments. But now I want to talk about the yes responses, the people that said they would take money from their retirement savings to help pay for their kids' college. So one of the responses I got, and and you'll see there's a kind of a common theme here. So one of the responses was, you can invest in your children. My mother invested everything she had in my education, and I have achieved so much, and she's now living a luxury life. And so this person is basically looking at this as as an investment, right? Instead of directly investing in your retirement and securing your retirement, you are investing in your children's education 
because you believe that they will have a great job afterwards, they will secure their future and be able to give you a solid and secure life in retirement. And again, counting on them to take care of you. Now, one of the responses to that specific comment was, it's very dangerous to look at your children as an investment. It's wrong to assign tasks to someone before they were even born. Just works hard so you can provide for your kids, um, but don't take away from your own future and expect them to look after you. And I thought that that was a good way of responding to it. And I understand what this person was writing about. You know, uh, his parents, his mother has sacrificed a lot for him, probably had no thought about her financial future. The only goal was to get this person educated. And now because they are educated, the mother is able to live a secure life and, and have the things that she needs. I understand that. I especially understand that as as coming from a family of immigrants coming to this country. It's a very immigrant kind of story as well. But I also understand the commenter who who re responded to this comment and who said, it's not a good idea to look at your kids as an investment. And I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think it's, you know, you're making an assumption that they will take care of you, that they will want to take care of you. Um, I think it's very dangerous to look at your kids as your investment. Your kids should go to college to get an education to try to live the life that they want to live, not to help take care of you. Somebody else responded to that kind of in a similar fa uh, fashion. Um, of course, I would take care of them. Of course, I would take money out of my retirement savings to help them because they're my children. And what I wrote back was, I understand that, but it may not be the best long-term solution for your financial security. And again, this person said, well, what about thinking about them as an investment? Because, you know, most often than not, children take care of their parents when they're older. And that, you know, this person uh, did not live or does not live in the U.S. I think that is kind of a mindset that is, is you know, from uh, my family's from India. It's a very kind of Indian mindset as well, maybe an East Asian uh, one as well. But again, I think it's very dangerous to look at your kids in, as an investment. You know, what about when your when your kids, when your children have kids of their own, right? And they're trying to provide for those kids and they have a mortgage and they have all these bills and then they, they want to save for their own children's education. They want to save for their retirement. If they're also looking after you, you know, one parent, two parents, that's one or two extra mouths to feed. That's a lot of extra expenses, you know. How are they supposed to take care of their future and their kids' future? And so by taking the assumption that your kids will eventually look after you, I don't know, to me, it kind of seems like you're just putting yourself in this loop of, well, the parent pays for education and then the kids take care of them. And then those kids can't afford to take care of their retirement. So then they, they rely on their children to take care of them. It's like an ongoing cycle. Where does that end? Um, you're putting a huge burden on your kids to to take care of them when there are other ways to fund college education and higher education. Um, again, I want to reiterate for these specific people that are saying, yes, they would. Yeah, if it works for them, maybe it does. Maybe they they have that kind of family bond 
Maybe they have that understanding with their children. Maybe they've talked about it and there, there are no kind of assumptions. It is something that is agreed upon that, you know, my parents will pay for my education. I won't have any student loan debt. When they get to be retirement age, they'll live with me and I'll take care of them and I won't worry about that. I'm not here to say that that's right or wrong. If it works for your family, it works for your family, but you have to have that conversation. You have to be aware of the whole situation and how that could play out uh, years down the line. One of the last comments that I'm going to go over, there's two more, is uh, someone who wrote here, you know, I agree with most of your statements except having to be dependent on them. I raised them and paid for everything until they were 18 years old. If I need to depend on them when I'm 80, they should reciprocate that to me. That is, I think, just a bigger issue in general in terms of how you see your relationship with your children. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know if I would appreciate my parents thinking that of me. I mean, you know, they paid for everything up until 18, like they were supposed to, like they were parents. I don't know how I would feel if they expected me to reciprocate and pay for them to live in retirement for 18 plus years. Again, I think it's an assumption that you're making that if you haven't had this conversation, you know, you may end up burning that bridge. You may end up complicating that relationship. It's dangerous to, to view your children as your retirement plan. You're relying on them to take care of you. But if they decide to study something that, you know, doesn't historically have uh, high salaries or pay a lot, right? And you know that they can't support you on that on that salary. Um, will you force them into a degree and a job that is going to pay well because they are your retirement plan? What about their own families? Like I talked about before, are you are they supposed to take care of you on top of their own spouse and on top of their own kids? How do they save for their own retirement, or does the cycle continue on and do they then rely on their own kids, your grandkids to take care of them? It is something that is very personal to uh, each family, each situation, but I think it's an important conversation to have. And I think it's important to just think about it, be aware that this is a conversation. This is a bridge that we're going to eventually have to cross. And this is a conversation that we're going to eventually want to have. And if you've done enough planning, if, you, if you've used time wisely, hopefully you don't have to worry about these things. But for a lot of people, they are issues that they have to worry about. And as a parent, too, you know, it's not an all or nothing type approach. You have to figure out the best option given your circumstances. Can you pay for their full education and fund your retirement? Can you only do one or the other? Can you cover a certain percentage of their education and still fully fund your retirement? Have you guys done enough to find the money available to fund their education? And what are their post-education payment plan options? You know, when you're more uh, solidified in your retirement, can you just give them a lump sum to help pay off their, their student loan debt and get rid of it? Um, after you've secured your retirement. So you have to figure this out. You have to have a conversation before making a decision. And unfortunately, too many people make a decision without thinking about the consequences and how they'll play out years from now.
There's, uh, you know, if you've been on an airplane, I know it's after 2020, not many people have, have flown. But if you remember being on an airplane, right, the pilot, the captain comes on, he'll say, you know, if there's a loss of cabin pressure and the oxygen masks drop from the from the ceiling. Put your own mask on first before helping others. And I think that that is very, very uh, good advice to think about in terms of this, right? Put on your own financial oxygen mask first before helping your children pay for something where there may be a ton of funding available or there are options on how they're going to pay it back. There are different ways to pay for college, but how many different ways can you pay for or fund your retirement? And to make sure you're fully financially secure. There's no right or wrong answer to this. And as you can, you know, you you go through this podcast episode and we go through the comments and what people wrote, there are different lines of reasoning. There's different ways of thinking about it. And there's different answers for different people because their relationships are different. Their lives are different. Find what works for you. Find what works for your plan of what you want to accomplish. And if you don't have a plan, you should get one. You should sit down and really figure out, one, how am I going to pay for my kid's college or how are they going to fund their education and eventually pay it off? And two, for your own retirement, how are you going to secure that? If you don't know, ask, because this stuff is way too important for you to make a rash decision or to just not do anything and have to worry about it when that time comes, because it eventually will. I hope this uh, episode was interesting. It added some value. It gave you some things to think about for a question that really has, again, no right or wrong answer. Um, It's very personal to you and what you want to accomplish and what you want to do. And so you have to find that personal answer for yourself, right? Your context matters and your context for these decisions absolutely matters. Again, thank you so much for tuning in for all of your continued support. Episode five of the Empowered Finance podcast fully goes into education planning. So if you listen to this episode and you have questions about education planning, go back and listen to that episode. I've added a lot of good stuff in there. And I really, again, appreciate the support. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Content in this material is for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual.